Broadway Con here in New York City at the Hilton in downtown Manhattan with the creators of a brand new album out on Broadway Records called Platinum Girls. And I want to introduce everybody that's at the table. We have so many people in this room, which is very rare. I love it. Yeah, but we have a... <laughs> yes, I go. themselves and tell their role of what they did on the album, and then we'll talk about the album. So to my right. Andrew Beale, music and lyrics. Russell Moss, lyrics, music, book. Uh, Brad Zumwalt, uh, book and original creator. Conception. 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 <laughs> so it was my baby. Yes. <laughs> What's Platinum Girl? Yeah, that was a really... Go ahead, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> You were you're the creator. Hold on, I got <laughs> this was your C-section. I got a good pitch. Here's here's uh, here's my pitch because I'm the last one to join the team, and I've discovered it's easier to pitch a show that you didn't conceive. So here's my pitch. So it's really easy. It's three women in their sixties singing at a bowling alley trying to make a comeback. What a comeback from what? Well, they wrote a hit song in high school that made a 99 number on the top uh, 100 charts. Forty years <laughs> passed. And now they're all trying to figure out how their lives went wrong and put a put together a comeback concert. So uh, it's a hoot, and it's a lot of fun, and it's just a great, fun night at the theater. How's that? Now, what show were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that show is called <laughs> Platinum Girls. <laughs> so now, how did this all come to be? How did you all find each other and create the show? Well, um, the show actually uh, began at a small theater, and... Uh, I, we, we had, Russ and I owned a small theater at the time, and, and we hired uh, what we called players at the beginning of the year, and we had three older women that we were getting towards the end of the year, and we had no projects for them. And so I thought, oh, well, this is obviously a show, and uh, not knowing really how good we could have one. Um, I remember I felt like I wrote the whole show and showed it to Russ, and he said, you realize that this is like three minutes of dialogue. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my idea of the show. I, think, I, think had like, no, I thought I had 10 pages. pages. He's really selling the show. But really, you know, it was maybe seven or eight pages. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay. You know. but, um, but, you know, we had a talented group. And Brad has very clever, talented, uh, you know, original ideas. And uh, the show went through a lot of changes, mm -hmm. a lot of you know, talk about workshopping a show. We started this probably nine, ten years ago. Ten, ten years. And it's been it's been a long journey. Several productions, different writers wow. at it. We had another uh, music writer, uh, Gabe, who's been at the show very, very early on. I, I just want to add too. Um, we, you know, uh, we knew we had something because um, the show, even at its early stages, people wanted to see it because it was a very feel-good show. Um, it's not a show that you have to, you know, use too much brain power. It's really simple. It's really cute. It's really heartwarming. And, you know, people, it was easy. And uh, we, we were pretty successful even at the very early stages with this show. Our theater was in Indiana, in a tourist destination, Brown mm -hmm. County, Nashville, Indiana. And we had people come from all over the United States, uh, of course, to, to the tourist destination. But they would go back to Ohio, Columbus. Ohio, and that's where Andrew's from. And yeah. uh, oh, H. 
And then they would come back and they'd bring like their grandparents or their kids or their grandkids. And we found out that it just appealed to a whole range, uh, the whole demographic from five-year-olds to 90-year-olds. Everybody found something they could relate to. And, it, and the, the thing that makes this show special, in my opinion, is it is just a feel-good, friendly show. It's not, there's no heavy message. You know, so many shows today have to be about message. Absolutely. And um, I think this is the strongest, purest message of all, which is simply friendship, friendship and love mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and laughter, because I think we really need that. Me too. And it's Better, really more about, than ever. It's really about lifelong friendship. Mm -hmm. It's it's you know you meet a lot of people through your life, and this this friendship has lasted since they were eighteen, and uh, they they have to find some oh, really, sixteen first or first sixteen. They have to find some even ground mm -hmm. after all these years, and that's that's a, a little bit the story. And they're all trying to understand each other and, and why one why they don't all think. Like so, so you guys are fresh off of a CD signing that you just did upstairs, downstairs. Where are we? Downstairs? Upstairs? Did we downstairs, go up or down? Yeah. One floor down. I was upstairs. We were and you were down. <laughs> <laughs> we were somewhere in this building. I was together. drinking champagne and you guys were drinking <laughs> So you guys, this brand new album out at Broadway Records, you have a stacked cast. Yep. A stacked cast. So tell you us who's like on the album. Know. Well, that's where Andrew comes from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there yeah. you go. One of, yeah. One of my favorite things is to is to beg artists to be on my CDs. <laughs> and uh, I write really nice uh, emails to them, and they say no. And then I keep writing them and keep writing them. I say, I'm not going to take no for an answer. <laughs> um, but, no, we have uh, Tony winning Beth Level yeah. on the album, who just is fresh off of prom, and she's about to be in The Devil Wears Prada next year. Um, we have Tony winning Debbie Gravitt, who won the Tony Award for Jerome Robbins Broadway, and Tony nominee Brenda Braxton, who was in Smokey Joe's Cafe and the original Dreamgirls. So, um, yeah, we, we really got lucky with the casting. And then we also have three young gals who sang on the, um, we have one song that uh, is, we, we had to put the hit song that they wrote in high school because the whole show is based around this hit song that they, that's why they are trying to make a comeback. And the hit song is called If I Only Knew, and we have the, the young uh, gals playing these these, um, these older gals are um, Natalie Weiss, Carla Mangato, and Felicia Boswell. And so it's a great, uh, we, we, we have uh, Carla here too. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so we got really lucky with the casting. We had every every moment of the studio was was, was a blast. You know, just laughs and, um, you know, trying things out. And a lot of improvisation, mm -hmm. actually. We asked, we asked the cast to improv, to riff. Uh, you know, there's a moment in the in the, in the um, young gal song where there's a huge saxophone solo, and I just asked uh, I just asked Natalie and Felicia if they wanted to just can you just listen to the saxophone solo for twice through and then just start scatting over it. So there's a there's a just they just improv and it was you know, it's, you know it's what you what you're hearing on the album is them just making it up on the spot, which is great. Yeah. What was it like for you guys to be in the studio and to watch this magic being made? With people, we have some of our former guests are on your album, which is really cool. Um, and I've gotten to see them perform and worked with them and things like that. What was that like to just be in the room well, for lack of well, a better phrase I, for it? You know, I wrote a song called The Grapefruit Twist, and mm -hmm. which is a simple exercise tune. It's a, you know, a comedic tune. And I, Beth Level, it was a simple tune with silly <laughs> words and a silly message. And Beth Level opened her mouth and gave it a hundred and proof. 
it's like. Yeah. to buy tickets because I'll, there'll always be tickets. That's a lie. Not um, they're sold out. And I was like, out. but let me in. And yeah. they would not. So yeah. what was that like being in the room, in such an intimate room? With yeah, well, I brought my mom who came to town from Colorado. Mom! Mom! And I wanted her to see just uh, how special Beth was. And I've never heard a, a 54 Below crowd that loud and rowdy yes. and enthusiastic in like the best way. So they were just cheering as if she was like Lady Gaga, and, and she is, she and is. she's just, uh, she's just, um, and, and, you know. and they add she is the sweetest. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, she oh, is very the humble. most down to earth, humble. the sweetest. Yeah. I I have to be the one to brag here. She says, "You know, you're the first person." I'm sure Kelly would have said that. I think I might cry. She told me that. Right yeah, in the you studio. You knew before yeah. us. Yeah. How excited! Well, during rehearsal, when then I whispered it to Andrew. Yeah. And then Andrew, and then Andrew made a call, and, and now we all know. And then, and then at the end of the telephone <laughs> line, at the end of the telephone line, it was. I think she's Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But, um, no, it was something about Meryl Streep, but I can't repeat it. Uh, yes, yes. Don't get me canceled. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, at rehearsal for it, which was a few days before the studio, she told us, she's like, there's something big. Because your agent called us in the mm -hmm. rehearsal. was like, hold on, guys. I got to think, oh, there's something big coming. She's like, I can't tell you. What it is, but then when we got time to the studio, she yeah. was like, "Okay, I can tell you it's that song." It was but great. then, I mean, if you think about how all that works, she was just Dee Dee yeah. Allen yeah. in the prom. Meryl Streep is playing yeah. Dee Dee yeah. Allen in the movie. Yeah. She then is playing Meryl Streep in, in the, the music. Like, yeah. I don't it's understand amazing. how that works. And she did it. She did it for something else too, but I can't remember what it was. But they like swapped roles, and mm -hmm. one did the film, and one did. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not a bad job to have, where, yeah. like, Meryl Streep plays you in a movie and you play her in a musical. It works out perfect. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I just want to take a, a, just a couple minutes and talk about Debbie Gravitt, yeah. who, who, whose maturity and her, her um, placement of the word. I mean, she knows how to sell a song, but she has that gorgeous tone. Mm -hmm. she, I love it. When she sings our song, the song Baby, 
I, I just, I know she cares about her. She, she, uh, she's been married nine times. She's an innocent, innocent gal, but she's been married. The character Ruby Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I didn't know this. Dishing <laughs> everybody's tea today. No. Well, you know, when you become, when you, be, when you, you become the part. <laughs> Method acting, everybody. But no, I mean, she plays the character Ruby Lee, and mm -hmm. in the show, there's Doris. Uh, Beth Lovell plays the the role of Doris, who's kind of the strong, controlling. Uh, person uh, that has, um, uh, well, how would you say? Uh, she's the one in charge. Mother issues. Oh, she has yeah. mother issues. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ruby Lee is the innocent who's been married uh, nine times, but mm -hmm. uh, we have a whole song that basically kind of expresses why and what happened to her husbands. And uh, it's a wonderful tune. And then we have uh, uh, Elaine, Brenda Braxton. Mm -hmm. Who first claimed the fame was uh, playing Jaws, the title role as Jaws <laughs> on Broadway in the musical Jaws the musical, and uh, yeah, she's Bruce and she's Bruce. Charged. So, yes. so you can see that all three ladies had very different lives mm -hmm. after high school, and that's really the experience of the show. That's so awesome. So you guys. We're in the studio, you got to watch them create and do a whole bunch of takes and things like that. The album is done, they send you the album. What's your first initial reaction was? We saw to that? it for the first time today. We saw the album for the first time today. Actually, yeah. we saw Very it for the first time, and I haven't heard the complete final master. I will tell of it you, yet. it's a masterpiece. It's been on repeat, it's oh. happening, oh, it's beautiful. Great. Thank it's you. wonderful. Well, you're the first, uh, that's the first time, I mean, you're the first yeah, uh, reviewer. First. Yeah, that's, uh, that's great. Thank you, Winning. Thank you very much. It's really, really good. Who, who inspired you growing up to create and to do this type of art? Well, for me, it was just growing up with the music. Growing up with these, my grandparents, and you know, being in the old, you know, they were into theater, New York theater, mm -hmm. Broadway theater, love orchestration. Of course, Andy's such a brilliant orchestrator. He has an amazing, amazing ear, and uh, it's just. It's just um, it's just a joy to uh, use. I, 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 um, I have a lot of musical knowledge in my brain and arrangements. I hear things, and um, I wanted it to sound like an old classic musical. Mm -hmm. And that overture, I said, I don't care how big the band is, but that overture better have damn 20 musicians in it. <laughs> yeah. And it did. And you hear those eight violins, and you're like, wow, this is... This is amazing. I mean, because wow. the overture, it knocks every other show, you know, mm -hmm. in my opinion. <laughs> what was great, too, is that um, Andrew had never composed for a comedy. And so this was new for him, and he knocked it out of the park. Like, like you Thank you. Yeah, my influences were um, Paul Michel Schoenberg and Alain Bouglio, Les Mis and Miss Saigon. I, so I was, I, I, was it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, and I told him right off the bat, I was like, I don't think I'm the right guy for this. I'm, I'm a you know, I, I write drama. You know, I, my first album on Broadway Records was Song of Solomon, and that's what you know they heard. But they were like, "We want that kind of sophistication from that into our fun, <laughs> silly show," and and that's what will make it. You know, you know, and so so I I, I didn't. They believed in me before I believed in me mm -hmm. and for, for comedy. And I was like, well, and it's it's really a gift because I learned a lot. You know, especially watching our very first production in, in Indiana, with which Rush directed, and you know, I learned about about a lot about comedy. You know, what you can do. Um, so, so it's been a, but my influences weren't um, 
necessarily um, comedic writer, more the dramatic stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a great balance because Andrew's he's a different generation than I am, and so I'm more old school, and he's new school, even though he's classically trained. So I think the balance really created a, mm -hmm. a very kind of fresh, old, new book, and that's exactly what the musical is. It's fresh, it's old, and it's new. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's what's so great about it. I mean, it really is. It's a fun show. People laugh their, their butts off, and, and it's happy, and it's people awesome. leave happy. And that's, that's why we wrote it, happy. So going back to your influences, what was your, all three of you, what was your first Broadway show? Tommy, um, it was Tommy. It was the touring production of Tommy at Columbus, Ohio. And then, and then I remember being like, Mom, why have we ever taken one of these before? This is amazing. <laughs> and then she was like, okay, well, let's start going to New York. And so then in New York, I think my first show was probably Miss Saigon. That okay. ended up being my favorite. Um, just that, that's like the most gut-wrenching, you know. You started like show. heavy. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I met Disney. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. Books. You were like, well, that's because, right. Saigon. That's because you both are young. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. My, my, movie, movie was yes. Yeah. Yeah. My first, you want to know what my first, I can't remember the first show. Mm -hmm. But it was Sweeney Todd. Oh wow! With Angela Lansbury, the season was Elephant Man. Oh wow! Uh, Festival of Horrors in Texas, and yeah, mm -hmm. those were my first two shows. Yes, I remember them. And I thought, wow! I mean, Sweeney Todd was such a, an amazing, amazing show. And uh, I don't know. I've always been. I we should, love, I should say one of the first, my favorite ones, the first ones was Little Shop of Horrors. Mm -hmm. That must have come after Tommy a few years, but that's a completely not a heavy, heavy show at all, score or anything. But the melodies, it was so melodic and Great. fun. That's still one of my favorites. Yeah. That's what what was yours? Um, Latin Girls in Italy. It was your first yes. one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no other. What was the first, no other. What was the first <laughs> show you saw? Um, probably Chicago. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna flip the table a little bit because we have one of the vocalists from the album in the room. And I would love for you to introduce yourself and I'm gonna ask you a couple <laughs> questions. We thought she wasn't gonna have to say anything, but it's my show, so I do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Tell me, so introduce yourself for our listeners. Hi. She's so mad at me right now, guys. Oh, yeah. She's like Hi. sitting in a corner not acknowledging me. It's okay. Yeah. My name is Carla Mongado. Um, I'm from the Philippines, I just moved to New York. Well, wow, and you booked yes. your first album. Welcome, welcome, yes. thank you. I am the luckiest yes. person here. Um, I play the young Jubilee on the album. So what was that like to be in the studio and watch the composers and the creators just work with you and get to work, you know, to be in that really close environment? It was... Um, it's a lot of emotion. Mm -hmm. I, I would say like mixed emotion. Well, first of all, I like it's it's just amazing because um, it's very intimidating yeah. to be, you know, in, in, in the room full of stars already. And, you know, these people are already making names. And yeah, but uh, I learned a lot. It was it was a, such a fun, um, scary experience. Carla had done our demos though, so she knew the music. Okay. Yeah, she'd done. She'd sung some of the even the, the older guys demos. So, oh, awesome. so okay. She, yeah, so she she was a big help getting ready for it too. Yeah, awesome. Just wanted to throw that out there. So what's next, friend? What's next? Yeah. Um, I am 
just anyone else in New York City, just trying to be at somewhere. I'm doing additions. Good, yes. good. Uh, we're going to play a rapid player game. So we know all about Platinum Girls, but I want to know about you guys as individuals. So I'm going to fire some questions at you, and it's first come, first serve. Are you ready? You are also nervous. It's fine. Okay, so it's going to ask something, we should say something? Yes. Whoever's I'm going to ask it. I mean, you all can answer. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. It doesn't have, if it's the same, I'll be impressed. <laughs> all right, everybody. What's your favorite color? Blue. Red. Purple. Blue. All right, a lot of blues. Favorite candy? Maltesers. <laughs> Three Musketeers. I could have told you that. Indian corn. Did you say candy corn? Indian candy corn. Wow. Favorite uh, TV show? Oh, uh, uh, Breaking Bad. Ooh, she likes Breaking Bad. What'd you say? Breaking Bad. Yes. I I love Wild Wild West. (laughs) 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 I love the old Wild Wild West. That was in the 1960s. I was just a kid. How about you? I like the old uh, slapstick. I love Lucy. Yes, it's still, still I mean, funny. I still watch that and still laugh. Yes. And I, I have to say this about Platinum Girls is there's a lot of what we call I Love Lucy-esque yeah. moments. Well, it's funny you say that. I was listening to it, and it's very Carol Burnett show, yes. very I Love Lucy, yes. very that type of beat-to-beat comedy, which we don't have necessarily – no shade to any of the shows I'm about to mention, but we have the comedy of Mean Girls, we have the comedy of The Prom, but there's such a specific, specific comedy that is with Carol Burnett, that is with Lucille Ball, that unfortunately doesn't always work on TV anymore. Right. Um, um, and they, we kind of go for the pot shots, if you will, of what's funny. That's right. Um, SNL is hilarious, but they take really cheap shots sometimes. <laughs> and Lucy and both Carol Burnett were very much above that and wanted to make sure that their comedy was true to shtick mm-hmm. and true to specific things that they're doing and not to harm anybody, which I well, think is really cool. What's interesting is um, that, uh, that's, Russ really um, always says, you know, it's easy to be funny and put down people, mm-hmm. um, but it's not easy to be smart and, and you know, make people laugh. Right. And uh, definitely the, I think, I've worked with Russ for 20 years and, and you know, we've written shows and we've produced shows and we've directed shows. And I will say that's that is our absolute um, genre is still is the Carol Burnett, the, 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 all that. Well, well keep movie. it keep it happy, keep it positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we 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 had our show. We produced our show in Indiana when we first compiled some uh, some of the music, and uh, the, we had it reviewed. And she said, you know, a show. The reviewer was very smart. She gave us an excellent review. She said, Platinum Girls should be gold. She was too jaded. She was too well, but she said, you know, a show like this with three older women would be, you know, expect a show where, you know, cats are scratching each other's eyes out. Mm-hmm. And she said, not this show. It was positive. It was bright. And it was exceptional because they stay true to the nature Absolutely. of the relationship and the friendship and love instead of, you know, you can easily, you know, backbiting and backstabbing. Mm-hmm. And she said, there's none of that in the show. Yeah, there's, you know, cuts and double entendre, but. It's all done out of love, and that's 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 the, the, the thing about the show. I think we the music really creates. I mean the the words, the intelligence. There are two layers to platinum girls. Mm-hmm. If you're really really you know into shows and sensitivity and intelligence, you'll pick up all the little nuances. Right. If you're not, it doesn't matter because everybody can understand the other level very clearly. This is human nature, and 
connection to black women. But you have women on your album that have resumes for days that could really be that catty type of situation, and they're none of them are. I've met all of them, they're yeah. great. Yeah. And so it's really cool that that's how you style your comedy, but then you pick the right people to do exactly that. Just yeah. Brenda Braxton said just today, she said, imagine all of us in the room together doing that. I'm like, I, we, yes, we are imagining I can't wait. We I cannot wait. I actually would have enjoyed that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think I hear a 54 Below show coming up. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's exactly. exactly what these two keep on talking about. Yeah. Yeah. How do we follow you? How do we get the album? How, tell us everything, just so that our listeners can have all that information. Broadway Records uh, is where the Platinum Girls album can be um, found, the actual physical CD. And then it's, it actually officially releases February 28th. Awesome. So that'll be on all the streaming platforms, um, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. But um, the physical CD is at Broadway Records. I believe well, it'll be at Amazon, too. Awesome. Um, but we also have a website, PlatinumGirlsMusical.com. Uh, yeah, Facebook, Platinum Girls Musical, Instagram, Instagram, yeah. Platinum Girls Musical. <laughs> and where can we find you? Because I can't wait to see what's next for you. Um, I'm on Instagram. It's me, Carla Lou. Okay. <laughs> how, do you, how do you spell that? <laughs> M-E-C-A-R-L-A-O-O. Oh, yeah. So a cool story about Carla real quick before we stop. She auditioned for my first musical, Song of Solomon, in the Philippines. Oh, wow. So I actually met her in the Philippines auditioning. Then she moved to New York to audition here. And that's, it was just a great story yeah. about how, you know, like, she was literally in the Philippines auditioning for another show. I'm like, she's, she's got such a great voice, we have to use her. You know, that's so, incredible. Yeah. One, one thing I want to add, too, is um, Amber's mother is very famous as well. <laughs> she happens to be here. She's here, too. And the reason why I'm even mentioning her is because um, she came to our production uh, in Indiana when she was here for the first time. And... Um, and brought her best friend. And from, brought her best from friend. From college or high school. Yeah. And, uh, Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah. So I thought we immediately had a good understanding. She was going to like anything <laughs> that Andrew did. However, Andrew said no, because she didn't like it. She wasn't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, As our mothers and, and do. And she loved the show. I mean, absolutely. It, yeah. it takes a lot to get me to laugh. Yeah. And I saw the show three times and laughed more every time I saw it. As mothers do, listen, they are our harshest critic and so yeah, honest, yeah. but they know what's right and they know what they like from their kids. So... I guess that's a great thing. Guys, it's been so much fun. And thank you, everybody in the room, for being here. Thank for my you. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Follow Platinum Girls. Go to Broadway Records. Get the physical CD. On February 28th, you'll be able to download it, stream it, whatever you people do. I don't really understand how all that works. But um, <laughs> enjoy Platinum Girls. Also, follow the artists that are on the CD. They're such amazing, amazing artists. You never know what's going to happen next. I know Devil Wears Prada is happening. Debbie has some stuff that happens in Jersey as well as in New York City. And so uh, make sure that you follow everybody on the album, follow the creative team, follow Broadway Records, follow Triple Threats and Beyond. I think I've made my piece. Do all the things. Thank Brenda, you guys for being here. Brenda's, yes. Brenda's opening a new barbershop in Harlem that oh. she owns. So everyone go there. Everyone's busy. Yeah. Everyone's busy. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for coming to BroadwayCon. I hope you enjoyed it. 2020. And yeah. I can't wait to see what's next. I hear a 54 Below show coming. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks, guys.